Blessings to one and all, and welcome to the Infinite Journey Podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and on today's show, we are going to be asking the question, do you feel like a lone wolf in your life? Do you feel isolated, alone? Do you feel like there's no one around to share your life or your interests with? Do you feel like there's no one around who's interested in your interests? Do you feel that you've been abandoned by family members and friends and that you're all by yourself? Feeling like the insignificant piece of cosmic dust floating through this world and no one even notices that you're there? Well, if that's how you feel sometimes, all of the time, maybe you're feeling that way right now, then this is the show for you. Because this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. And I like to talk about it every once in a while on my podcasts because I get a lot of uh, emails and comments over the years from people that feel that way. They say they feel alone. They don't feel like they have, they don't have any friends. They're fe- they're estranged from family. No, you know, their friends have just kind of disappeared on them. There's no one that seems to really care about what they're interested in. And over the last two weeks, I've gotten quite a few emails and responses to podcasts uh, about that very thing, which is why I thought it would be a good idea to talk about it once again on this show, to let people know, let all of us know, you're not alone out there. You're not going through something that is strange, and you're not the only one. And this podcast is going to be a little bit different, because I'm going to be real with you guys. I'm going to talk about uh, a little bit about my life and my experiences with people and friendships and some of the struggles that I've had in that area. So this is going to be very uh, different. It's going to be more personal. And I think this is a show that needs to be different and personal. Because we live in a world today where everybody's on the internet, everybody's on social media, everybody's making the videos on YouTube or BitChute or wherever they put them. And everybody's, you know, got the the fake internet life, as they call it. Everybody's life is perfect. Everybody's happy. All the spiritual people are so anointed and enlightened and walking on air and nothing's ever wrong. And I think we get tired of seeing that. Where are the real people in the world today? So that's what I want to bring to this show. And I've always said in doing uh, podcasting that I like to have it for the most part like, you know, we're pulling up a couple of chairs sitting down in the living room, and just having a conversation. And this is certainly uh, one of those fireside chats, I think. Uh, We need to be more uh, personal and intimate about. 
So let's talk about this, uh, feeling alone, feeling like the lone wolf, feeling isolated. You know, there's so many reasons right now. I mean, there always have been, you know, people have always abandoned other people or just for whatever reason didn't want to be married anymore or be friends anymore. But it seems like it's so much worse in the world we live in right now because one of the things I hear a lot about is people who have been estranged from family, uh, lost husbands and wives, got divorced, relationships have broken up, close friendships have been torn apart, all because people have had different political views. People are so much more unpredictable and intolerant of one another these days. It doesn't take much for people just to say, oh, hey, we're having lunch together. I got the grilled cheese and you got chicken. I don't like chicken. I don't want to be around you anymore. See ya. And, you know, it could be something almost that simple. And it's sad. It's absolutely heart-wrenching to see the masks we all wear in this world. Is it any wonder that any of us can really be close to another human being? Everything has to be so fake. Everything has to be such a put-on. And for those of you that know me and my story, you probably remember. And for those of you who are new to the show, we're picking up some uh, new listeners. And uh, thank you for tuning in, by the way. I appreciate that you stop by to listen to my uh, commentary and diatribes. <laughs> but, um, you know, my story, I remember being a, a little kid, always feeling like this world wasn't my home, that we were all from somewhere else and destined to go somewhere else after this life. And I remember feeling that way before I could even speak as a child. And I grew up with that feeling. My, my, my family wasn't religious at that point. I didn't know anything about God or religion or heaven or afterlife. I just, before I could speak, had a feeling that this world isn't my real home. What is this strange place that I'm in? And I grew up, you know, two, three, four, five years old and beyond, noticing how people would treat one another, noticing how they would treat me at different times. And thinking to myself, we got it all wrong. Don't they understand we're supposed to love one another? Don't they understand that this is just like a temporary home or a temporary lodging that we're all in and we're all returning to that place of love and light and acceptance when we leave here? We have it so backwards, so wrong. And I still feel that way. 53 years old, I look at the world around me now and I just feel like you want to be angry at the way people are acting. 
you want to be angry at these politicians and the lies and again the masks but beneath all that that i i just i feel bad for people i feel sad for people i feel sad for all of us because look what we've come to nobody's happy everybody's angry and alone and separated and sworn enemies of one another looking to harm one another and bring one another down and you know eliminate this race and get these people out of the country and you know that's a lot of heavy energy and emotion for any of us to take in and i still have that feeling we've got it all wrong don't we know we're supposed to love one another don't we know that we could make this world such a better place and it always comes to my mind how how easy it really would be if we just actually did care about one another and love one another how different would it be because if you really care about somebody you're not going to look to hurt them to screw them over to take from them so for those of us that have felt lonely or isolated in our lives it's even worse in today's climate and most of us are you know very spiritual people and you know i i take comfort again in in reading through the urantia book because it says in there that the more we progress on the spiritual path and grow spiritually and walk in the light of god walk in the path that leads to god that likely the more lonely we are to be in this world because the people around us aren't going to understand they're still attached to that animal mind that is anchored to the physical things of this world and they don't understand nor do they care about this ethereal unseen spiritual path that people like many of us are walking it's completely alien to them you know it lacks physicality where's the money where's the physical payoff to all of this you know all of your uh you know pie in the sky spirituality that's nothing I'm sure we all heard heard people say, "Oh, well, you know that God's not going to put food on my table." No, but He might inspire you to make money to put food on your table in a more satisfying way, if you just opened up your mind and your soul and your creativity. So it's a it's a real mess out there, and people are feeling it. And, you know, a number of years ago, uh, it was probably about two years ago, I put out a podcast on my, my uh, now-canceled show. I think it's still on YouTube. If you go to The Infinite Journey, Paul James Caden on YouTube, uh, I, I think you can still find that in the, uh, the video presentation. 
It was a podcast called That Feeling That This World Is Not Your Real Home. And I talked about that feeling that I had since I was a little kid. And there were so many people that responded to that with comments and emails that felt the same way. And it was very comforting, you know, that people were realizing, wow, I'm not the only one who's ever felt that way. I'm not the only one who, as a little kid, felt like this wasn't my real home and that we got it all backwards in this crazy place. And so, again, I think it's important to know that that we are not alone. We're not alone on this journey. And, you know, to to get a little personal here, um, you know, this whole thing, I mean, I'm I'm happily married. We, we, you know, have a good life together, my wife and I. But uh, I don't have a bunch of friends. You know, I'm not going to be the kind of person that comes out with the flowery internet life. Oh, look at me, the spiritual guy with the podcast, and everything is roses. And I, I walk with this beam of God's light shining on me, you know, all the time. Nothing ever goes wrong. Nothing ever bothers me. No, absolutely not. You know, fake is out the door. You know, when we're talking about this kind of thing, you know, we have to be real. And I know some of you may find it very hard to believe that (laughs) this glowing personality uh, doesn't have uh, a ton of wonderful people around him that just, you know, uh, loves the, the, the land that he walks on. But no, I don't. And I tell my wife all that, that all the time. I say, isn't it strange that there's not one person from my past? All of the friends I had, and I've had many, there's not one that I talk to today. I've known a lot of usury. I've known a lot of people who lied. A lot of people who hung around just because they had nothing better to do. And when they got a girlfriend or a boyfriend or found something that they liked better, I was phased out like I never even existed. I had a friend, uh, I was good friends with someone for about five and a half years, and I considered this this individual to be uh, like a brother. And uh, toward the end of 2013, so this wasn't very long ago, uh, just decided he didn't want to talk to uh, my wife or I anymore. Just completely disappeared. Now he has all of his other friends that he's always had. But we, it's, it's like we were never, um, never even a part of his existence. And this was a person that, you know, I think when I look back, all of his other friends that he usually hung out with, uh, they were taking at-home college courses. They were working a lot of hours. They were very busy, so there wasn't a lot of people around. And I think we were just that, in the meantime, something to do. Because once all of his other friends came out of the shadows, the at-home college courses were done, uh, the hours on the jobs changed, people weren't as busy, 
uh, suddenly, you know, he was, uh, you know, spending a lot of time with them. But, you know, we didn't get so much as uh, a phone call. I had lunch with this individual uh, toward, uh, it was the autumn of 2014, I believe it was, uh, a year after the, his disappearance. And um, he said something interesting. We were, we were at a diner. And he said, you know, I had to ask myself all that time, you know, we were hanging out. Uh, did I use you guys? Uh, I don't think I did. And, and right there in the back of my head, of course, I knew it already. But that was the confirmation, you know. It's just one of those cases where somebody was hanging out because they had nothing better to do. You know, and here you think you're opening your home, opening your life. Somebody who... Uh, says they're lonely, they're afraid uh, of death and dying and dying alone. This is all things that he would uh, talk about, you know. So you, you have compassion on this person. You, uh, you, you know, you, you open your life and your home and, you know, you, you try to be there for this individual. And none of that in the end, even while it's happening, probably doesn't mean anything because they're just there wasting or killing time because there's nothing better to do. That is a shocker. And don't hear the story and go, oh, poor, uh, poor Paul. No, <laughs> you know, that's not the, uh, that's not the, uh, the reason of sharing the story. This is just being real. I mean, life is good. You know, I get up, I do my work, I have my spirituality, I have my wife, I do my thing. You know, uh, I would say most of the time, uh, my mood is pretty high. But every once in a while, do I wake up? Uh, do I feel like I wish I had like, you know, a buddy to give a call or to call me and say, hey, you want to have lunch? Hey, you just want to banter on the phone? Hey, you know, did you see this movie? Yeah, sometimes I wake up and I, and I feel that I, I have that urge. Uh, and then I might feel like a little disgruntled because I'll be like, Jesus, what is wrong with people? Why can no one hold it together and have like a normal friendship? So do I, do I get aggravated? Do I sometimes feel sad that people are that way? Absolutely. Absolutely. It was one of the reasons why I decided to do this podcast today, because I've been getting the emails and, and comments from people. But I had one of those days today where I woke up and I just felt like, gee, you know, I wish I had like a pal to like hang out with or give a buzz and talk about, uh, you know, call on the phone and talk about something different, you know, mix the schedule up a little bit. But they're all, you know, they all turned to be whatever they turned out to be. And that's a sad reality. I looked up an old friend of mine about two years ago uh, that I, you know, was very close to this person throughout the 80s. And probably around 1999, she kind of uh, disappeared. We, we went our separate ways. But we never had a harsh word. We never had an argument. And... Uh, 
You know, I would tell my wife the stories of the crazy things we used to do. And she would always say, oh, you, you need to look up your old friend. You know, this is <laughs> this is somebody, you know, this is going to be your friend from the past that you're you're going to talk to. She's going to be so happy to hear from you. And this is a sad but funny story. I tracked this person down. Um, I actually found her sister, had her sister give her my phone number. And she ended up calling me. And I was like, oh, cool, you know, uh, old friend, friend, friend from the past. We never... Never fought, never had any, uh, you know, any harsh words. And it was so bizarre because she was like growling at me on the phone. Didn't even sound like the same person. Go, why are you calling me? Who's who's pushing and pressing you to call me? Why do you want? And I was like, wow, what happened? You know, and this is the sad state of affairs of the world we live in. So yeah, you know, I don't walk in the the divine light of everything is perfect. You know, I never want to come on the internet or on a podcast like everything is perfect. This world is not perfect. And people disappoint us time and time again. People have disappointed me time and time again. I've had to struggle with that in the past, like many other people ask the question, is it me? Why do I make friends? And why why does it seem I can never really keep a friend? But many, they have all these other friends they've had for years, and they still all hang out together. But probably like many of you, I can I can look back and I see I've never argued with my friends, I've never fought with them, I've never criticized, I've never been mean. So where does the problem lie? You know, and I think it lies in other people's, most of the time, other people's motives. And you know, that's one thing. And I've always thought about this since I was probably in my teens, uh, maybe uh, more or less between 19 and 20, when we meet somebody, when we make a new friend, all of us are so afraid of being vulnerable. We don't want to be hurt. Oh, we got to put on all these airs. Look how cool I am. Look how happy I am. Look how perfect I am. But meanwhile, all the garbage, all the rotting bones is in the closet just waiting to come out. Everybody has their problems. Everybody has their motives. And I always thought that that could be so easily bypassed if we just came to one another and said, what is it that you really want? Can we really understand one another? If we're going to enter into a relationship or a friendship, can we accept one another? Can we respect one another? Do we have to worry that we're going to be judged 
by one another on some superficial nonsense. People worry. Are people going to not like me because I'm too fat, too thin, I'm bald, I have bad teeth, I'm too old, I'm too young. I don't make a lot of money, I don't have a lot of money, I don't have a job, I, you know. I'm on welfare, I'm on disability, you know, all these different scenarios that people deal with in their lives, and they're always afraid. Is someone going to judge me for that and not want to be my friend and not accept me? And I think that's why it's so important for all of us when we meet other people, to ask those questions. What do you want out of a relationship? What do you expect? Can we accept one another? Is there something about me that you're finding unappealing in some way? And we have to be honest. Because all of us want to be loved understood, and accepted for exactly who we are. And it's a waste of everybody's time to latch on to somebody else to try to use them or because you have nothing better to do. When you know full well you have nothing in common with this person, you don't really care about them, you're really not interested in what they're interested in, and you can't accept them for some reason. But see, there is another great problem that we face in this day and age, because even if we were to ask people these questions, they would probably answer yes to every single one of them, even when their mind and heart might be saying no. So this is a pretty big mountain to climb for anybody, especially in this day and age. There's a lot of difficulties to get around when it comes to trusting people, even meeting people to put trust in. Everybody's so isolated and selfish. But I think one of the things we also have to do, and it might sound kind of trite, we have to love ourselves. We have, to be, we have to be able to look in the mirror and ask ourselves, what do you want? What do you expect? We need to be able to look at our reflection and say, do you accept me? Do you understand me? Do you take me as I am? Because if we can't do that for ourselves, we can't do that for one another. If I despise myself, how can I love you? If I feel bad about myself and criticize myself, how can I not criticize you? we then become a false friend. And I'll tell you something else. We may look 
out of the window at the world around us and say, gee, I don't have any friends, but everybody else seems to. But have you ever really taken notice how a lot of all those other people with their friends, how very shallow it is? Shallow in emotion, shallow in what they talk about, shallow in the things that they do together, shallow in the way that they treat one another. They're more like associates than friends. Now, I know a lot of people that have those very shallow connections. And if one or the other were to say, oh, I don't want to talk to you anymore, just disappear, the other one wouldn't care that much at all, if at all. And I've seen that happen. I've seen some of these people with very loose, shallow kind of friendships, known one another for years, and one of them just disappears, doesn't want to be friends anymore, and the other one doesn't even bat an eye. Oh, well, ah, that's their business. Uh, on with life I go. Because the connection wasn't real. And there's an awful lot of false and shallow friendships out there that we shouldn't be envious of. And we have to examine ourselves. We have to love and accept ourselves so we don't fall into that trap of being the false friend. And when you open your life to people and you have depth, you can bet that's going to send a lot of people running for the hills because I would venture to say in the world today, nine and a half out of ten people do not want depth at all. They don't want to talk about the deep things. They don't want to open themselves up to another human being. They want the surface stuff and that will suffice. So when you're deep, when you love yourself, when you're confident in who you are, and accept who you are, unconditionally, and you're ready to present that to the world, people will run from that. Because they don't want that from other people because they can't do it with themselves. So see, now we get to the crooks of the matter in all of this. I'm sure any of us could go out right now and make a whole bunch of shallow, superficial friends just so we don't feel alone or just so we have a friend. But is that the kind of friend we want? I know I don't. And I know quite a few other people out there in the world who don't either. Because we've had those shallow associations in our past. And this is what it's gotten us, I, I guess. <laughs> you know. So, you know, it's it's time to do some prep work on ourselves. It's time to realize none of us are alone in this. 
there are other people, and thank God some of us, you know, we're married, we have husbands, we have wives, you know, we have children, we have, you know, people around us. There are people that feel this way that don't have anybody. I know people that it's just them and their cat, them and their dog, and that's all they have. There is not another living human voice around them to ask them, hey, how are you doing today? Do you want to have a conversation? Do you want to go to lunch? Do you want to talk about something that you're interested in? They have nobody. But you know, the thing of it is, whether you have somebody or nobody, you're not alone in any of this. You're not the only one facing this reality where you feel like you're completely overlooked in this world and by yourself. And B, we have to take away from this conversation that there's nothing wrong with you. You know what? We could sit there all day and ask ourselves, why don't I have any friends? Why am I estranged from my family? Why did my husband or wife leave? Why am I all alone? What is wrong with me? And you know what? Chances are, like any other human being in the world, you've made some mistakes. But you're not to blame. People are just shallow. And sometimes people will look for any excuse to cut and run when they're done with you. So don't think there's anything wrong with you because chances are there's not. We've all made some mistakes. We've all said stupid things in relationships. We've all said or done stupid things in friendships that we can look back on and say, gee, maybe they don't want to be my friend anymore because of that one little incident when I said, we need to stop that. It's not the weight of the world on your shoulders. It's not all your fault. And three, we have to love and accept ourselves. We have to start looking in the mirror and say, what do I want from myself? Can I accept myself? Can I be real with myself? Can I love myself unconditionally with all of my flaws? Whether I'm smart, whether I'm not smart, whether I'm fat, whether I'm skinny, whether I have good teeth, bad teeth, no teeth, no hair, some hair. Whatever it might be. No job, no money, part-time job, a little money, don't have a lot, don't have anything. We have to love ourselves and accept ourselves right where we are. Because we have to ask the question, is God looking at us and saying, oh, I don't want anything to do with you because of these stupid little things that you're feeling bad or judging yourself over. Yeah, you don't have any hair, so 
you know, I don't want anything to do with you. Oh, the angels don't want to be around you because, you know, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you have bad teeth, you have false teeth. You're on welfare, you're on disability, you don't have anything. You're a loser. Heaven, you know, we're heaven is for prosperity preachers and you don't have anything, so you're out. No. God doesn't look at it that look at us that way. The angels don't look at us that way. And we shouldn't look at ourselves that way. We need to love and accept ourselves for who we are and what we are. Because if we can't stand on our own foundation and say, damn it, this is who I am. And maybe I can change it. Maybe I can change some of it. Maybe I can't change any of it. But damn it, this is who I am, and I accept it. And I know God accepts me for who I am and right where I am. And now I'm going to look for other people, whether I find them, don't find them, or take a long time to find them, that will accept me right where I am. Because there's nothing wrong with me, and I'm tired of this world telling me I'm no good, I can't be loved. I can't have somebody who will really cherish me because of the way I look or because what I have or don't have. We need to get over all that nonsense. Because pardon my French, ladies and gentlemen, it's really all worldly bullshit, if I may use that word, that has been planted in our minds to make us feel bad about ourselves and none of it matters none of it matters i've had friends that were fat fatter than me skinnier than me bald rotten teeth no teeth false teeth old on disability injuries walked with canes I've seen the gambit. And for me, and I'm not painting myself as a saint, but I loved and cherished and accepted each and every one of those people for exactly who they were. And if I can do it, a fallible human being, then I know God does it as well. And I know there's other people out there who can do it too. So I don't need to judge myself on that kind of nonsense, and neither do you. And next, which is a big one, is deepening our, deepening our connection with God. But see, that's what we're going to talk about in our next podcast. Deepening our connection with God all around us, within us, and also with our precious guardian angel. This was originally the podcast I was going to do today, but somehow I came around to doing this one, and I think it was a great show to do before we talk about how to deepen that connection and actually have God and our own guardian angel as a friend in our lives a friend that never leaves us as the bible says a friend that sticks closer than a brother 
And that's what we're going to talk about in the next show. And I hope that this podcast and the next one uh, will bring a lot of strength and a lot of hope and a lot of faith and joy into people's lives and start healing this loneliness that so many people feel. I'm also thinking of starting in the future uh, something, maybe a Facebook group, I don't know, uh, something where some of us could uh, maybe have a Zoom meeting once a week, once a month, just talk to like-minded others. Uh, It's something that I'm playing with. Um, Let me know what you think. Leave questions, comments, email me at uh, mysticism67 at gmail.com. I'll leave my email in this podcast description. If you think this is a good idea, something you'd like to see happen, have suggestions or ideas about it, I'm open. Because that's what this is all about. It's about making positive change in people's lives. So, let's make some positive changes. So thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, love and accept yourself. And I will see you next time on The Infinite Journey, where we will talk about deepening our connection with God, our own personal guardian angel, and actually having a relationship and connection with them where they become like very dear friends in our lives. I'll talk to you then. Peace.